everyone and welcome to the You, Me and Our Anxiety podcast. Um, I hope you all enjoy listening. It is just a light-hearted chat between me and my friends, just talking about our struggles and also living with our anxieties. Um, just a polite reminder that this does not equate to therapy or getting professional support in any way. Um, we are just kind of putting our opinions, our views, what we've been dealing with, how we've helped ourselves to cope with it. Um, so obviously if that's a bit about you, then please come and listen. But on a serious note, if you are struggling, please get in touch with your GP or your local mental health service. Um, if you need help locating the phone numbers for these different services, then just head over to our social media pages. They're all on there for you to view. Um, and use if needs be. Um, obviously, within our podcast, we will be reviewing and talking about um, different products that may help us with our anxiety, sleeping, stress relievers, kind of, you know, things like that. So just, again, a, a light reminder that any products we discuss or review may not be suitable for you, so please speak to a professional and do your own research before trying anything new. Thanks again. Hope you enjoy listening. So going back to the beginning, trying not to... Try not to be interviewing you right now, but mm. like going back to the beginning. Yeah. Day one. Yeah. When did you figure that you were like not I don't want to say suffering or struggling. Yeah. But like when did it become apparent that it was anxiety that you're feeling? Um so I had the I had an anxiety attack walking the dog. Yeah. Which is just like bizarre. Yeah. Because at that point he was away. And Reggie was really struggling with him not being there. And he, was, he wasn't he was sleeping. And so in turn, I wasn't sleeping. Mm. I tried him upstairs with me. I tried him in his crate. I tried everything. So it got to a point where I was walking oh, just, him. Just so you know, Reggie's a dog, not yeah. a child. <laughs> Reggie's a dog, not a child. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any children. And I don't keep them in crates. Um, so I got to the point where I was walking him four times a day just mm. to sort of keep like some level of calm and hoping that he'd sleep at night so when one day I then took him out for a walk and just freaked out it was like a proper shock Mm. because I just I saw this girl down the road I didn't even know if she had a dog Mm. so I don't even know what I was anxious about um but she looked like she was walking a dog and something in my brain just went no you've got to go home yeah and I'm not messing, I just literally turned on my heels and walked. I looked like Paula Radcliffe. <laughs> I was just like speed walking home. And I got home, I got this pain in my chest. Yeah. And I started crying. Mm. And the dog was like looking at me and I was like, I'm really sorry. Mm. I'm like just crying to the dog. And I was like, I just don't know what happened. I'm just really sorry. with emotion. Yeah. And he, the dog was just like looking at me as if to say like, what's going on? Yeah. And that's when I think I phoned my mum. And I was like, I think I've just had an anxiety attack. Yeah. And she's like, well, what happened? So I was telling her and she was like, well, it sounds like a like a panic or an anxiety attack to me. Yeah, because they're actually both two different things, aren't they? Yeah. But well, so they're I very think, quite similar. I think panic's more of like a... Like to a, do with a, your breathing. breathing. Things like that and you can't control your breathing. Whereas mine was just like, 
running away. Like a, a sense of fear. Yeah. Straight away. Just about to run away. Yeah. Just, just run. Um, run for the hills. Yeah. Get home back to your safe place. Yeah. Um, And that was when I phoned the doctors and I was like, I need to make an appointment. Yeah. Something ridiculous has just happened. And like the more and more I say it out loud, it does sound ridiculous. Like, I'm too scared to walk my dog. Because people say, well, what are you scared of? And I go, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I, like, I, I physically couldn't tell you what I'm worried about. Yeah, but I don't think it's the dog walking aspect that you are um, worried mm. about. I think yeah. it's just, it's something that's, it's the attack. I yeah. was saying this to you. I think it's the attack that you've now linked with the dog walk. Mm. And it's like, you don't obviously want to, no one wants to experience that type of thing. You just don't want to experience that again, do you? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't like, like with everything else that I'm anxious about, I have a vision. Mm. I have like a little slideshow in my brain of what's going to happen. So like today, mm. walking here, mm. I've done this a million times before. Yeah. I've straightened my hair, I've switched my straighteners off, I've left the house. Yeah. And I actually switched them off quite a bit before I left the house today and Just I felt so. them I could touch them mm. but they were still warm yeah and halfway here I just went oh my god what if I've burnt the house down yeah and I had a vision of like the house the house on fire smoke coming out the bedroom window yeah the poor dog being in his crate by himself like thinking oh! how the hell am I gonna yeah get out here and then I suddenly sort of like said mm. to myself like you've done that a million times before and it's yeah. never happened no it's never and like you know, <laughs> the, it was on, they were on the windowsill, so it's not like they were. It was no, on top of a pile of clothes or yeah. anything like that. I mean, I uh, I've heard people before actually, um, with like something similar, mm. actually taking pictures right. of their appliances, of the plug sockets, so they can keep looking back at them. So they can like refer back to the picture. That's a good idea. To make sure that they did turn things off. Yeah. I knew it was off. Yeah. I was just convinced that because it was still warm, that it, it was just going to magically yeah. combust. Yeah. But it's like it's something that I've done a million times before. Yeah. Like I've probably even been out and left them on. Yeah. And you've never thought twice no, about it. No, that's just what happens when you're a girl and you get ready. Yeah, that's it's, it. Everything's like a big mad rush at the end. And like they obviously, they've. They have like a timeout feature on now, don't they? I think they do actually, yeah. Yeah, like they just go into standby. Yeah. And so, like, that's, I don't know what it is, but it was just this little thing that pinged into my head. Um, That's anxiety for you, isn't it? But I don't get that with walking the dog. I don't have a vision of what's going to happen. I don't have like a, not like a premonition, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't have that. No. And so when people say to me, what are you scared of? I go, I don't know. I just sound. And I bet, it, like, it... I don't know. I don't want to say, like, people think, oh, God, she must be going crazy. Yeah. Well, that's... But I, I bet, pers- like, you personally probably feel that yeah. way, right? That's what, I, that's what I say to people. I say it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's It just comes sort of part and parcel, and I do tend to sort of, like, laugh about it. And but actually, it's something that... It's, it's not stupid. Yeah. It, ju- it is genuine, and, yeah. and it's how you feel. And I've been, so we went on a walk, um, me and Tom and the dog, and we literally just went like round the block, mm. and I was just on edge the whole time. I was like, just constantly head from side to side, just like checking all angles, just yeah. 
and I just, excuse me, I didn't feel safe at all. No. And that's changed, because at first I was fine going out with Tom, as long as Tom was holding him. Yeah. Um, And I probably could have held the lead myself, but it's got worse and worse and worse. And now, I don't even really like going with Tom. No. I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know what it is. Because I had, when I had the, the anxiety attack, I was on my own. Yeah. So if it is that, if it is like linking back to the, having the anxiety attack and wondering whether that's going to happen again. Yeah. I'd sort of think that that wouldn't be there with Tom, but it is. Oh, I see what you're saying. So now I just don't go at all. No. Because it's just too... It's too overwhelming. Yeah. So. And I've um, done it and I've tried it. And I think I said to you, like, I didn't feel a sense of achievement was it yeah i didn't feel like proud of myself after it no. i didn't feel like oh i've been out there and i've done it i didn't even feel like oh you know this is the first step i didn't even feel like an ounce of well done yeah i just felt like oh my god thank god that's over yeah but that's it like your house yeah it's obviously your, your safe place isn't it mm. so as soon as you step foot into your house you're like oh thank yeah. god thank god i'm back through that door yeah. And I can just relax and chill and not have to worry about what's going on the outside. Yeah, definitely. But it's only when you're with a dog. Like, you walked here today. Oh, yeah. And you were fine, weren't mm-hmm. you? No dramas. It's crazy, isn't it? Apart from, like, being ridiculously unfit. <laughs> and after... That was like me last yeah. week. I was sweating going up the hill. After about two minutes, I was like... <sighs> <sighs> and people kept walking past me and I was like, oh, well, there will be loads of people out today, wouldn't there? I had this big bag on with all my stuff. Do you know what I I you know because um my anxiety stems from well I'll go into it but mm. like I also don't feel safe yeah at all wherever I'm going mm. so if I was in your shoes today walking with a bag with a laptop yeah with a microphone with all these expensive items I know exactly what you're gonna say it crossed my mind I would have been like someone's going to rob me. Yeah. I'm going to get robbed. I'm going to get mugged. I'm going to... I won't turn up at Rachel's house. Yeah. I will... I won't even make it. I'll rob my phone so I can't get in touch with her to tell her I've been mugged. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean... How long will she wait before she realises I'm not there? But, like, nevertheless, I'll still... I'll be absolutely fine getting out of the house getting on the bus and going to work. Yeah. But I think that's purely because it's a routine. Yeah. And I trust the fact that going yeah. to work is safe. Yeah, and nothing ever bad's happened. No. Nothing. During that occasion. Yeah, to make me uh, think otherwise. Yeah. No, I did have that thought. <laughs> I thought, what am I going to do if it's some so... scumbag walks up to me and tries to rob my bag? I know. Because it's not a laptop bag in it's any way, not. shape or form. It's a big handbag. <laughs> and I crammed all kinds oh, of stuff God. in there. And I actually thought to myself, "Oh God, like, right, giggle on me now. This, That's so <laughs> this is the thing that went through my mind. So mm. I went, right, if someone robs this or tries to rob this bag, mm. I'm probably going to say something stupid like, don't do that. I've got to report, record a podcast today. <laughs> you know, like when you're in, <laughs> you know, when you're in like weird, like when you're in a weird situation and you just say like random stuff. Yeah. I thought, I'm going to say something dead stupid like, yeah. Don't take that. I've got to report, record a podcast today. Yeah. And they'd be like, I don't care. I want your laptop and your phone. Yeah. Like, I don't care about and your fucking podcast. And all the expensive items in your bag. Yeah. 
and oh then God. I just like, but it did cross my mind, mm-hmm. and that's the weird thing, <laughs> because that is something that I would have never thought of in a million years. No, ever. No, I'm not like like yeah. I'm, I'm just not like. Don't get me wrong, I'm not like <laughs> you know. I'm trying to find a way to describe this. It doesn't make me sound like an absolute weirdo. Like. Okay. No, you. So I'm trying to make a like to sound like I'm not from an episode of Bad Girls, but I'm not like. <laughs> I'll tell you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no way someone would come up and try and rob something from me in the street. No. Because I would fight to the breath, <laughs> the breath, fight to the death to get my stuff back. Yeah. Like I'm not like a little shy. I'm not a wallflower. Like we might, we may just be out of breath walking yeah. two minutes down the road, but you tell tell you one thing straight. <laughs> yeah. If someone tries robbing something off me, I will find the energy yeah. to run up to you. Like I'm not, that's a nice way to describe it. I'm not a wallflower. That's so it. So I've got a gov on me. Yeah. And I will say whatever I think and I will, you and know. you'll make it known yeah. that you're not happy about something. I'm one of those people, you know, if I, if I hold the door open for someone and they walk through it and they don't say anything, I am the type of person that goes, I, you're welcome, yeah, yeah. when they walk past. No, yeah, 100%. Or, like, if we're in, like, a busy... I've, do you know what? I've got this from my mum. My mum does this. You know, like, if you're in, like, a busy, like, a supermarket or something. Yeah. And, like, you know, people just, like, barge past you. Yeah. I'll, I'll be like, sorry, was it in your way? Yeah. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not concerned with confrontation at all mm. but walking here today just everyone thought oh my god someone could rob me for all my stuff yeah and it's like what but then you sort of like snap back into reality and you're like actually i'm not worried about that because i can you know i've got a bit about I, me yeah i'm not i'm not soft i'm you know i wouldn't let somebody do that do you know what talking to mums when um when it was like you know social distancing and stuff oh, like yeah. that I think um, my my mum was in a queue or she was something, you know, yeah. so she was around people and someone was standing a bit too close to her. So she made it known and was like, excuse me, <laughs> don't you know, we're, we're meant to be social distancing right now. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's so, what I'm like. I'm, do you know what I mean? I'm not worried about anything like that. No. But like all of a sudden I'm now like, too scared to put my tumble dryer on, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the the fire thing. So, another one of my triggers. So, mine is generalised anxiety disorder, which is a bit misleading. Because yeah. when I first heard that, I thought that was just anxiety. Yeah. The fact that it's called generalised anxiety... Is obviously, like, quite... It's, like, quite a broad this, thing. Yeah. But it's actually quite specific... Mm. So generalised anxiety disorder means not one thing sets off my anxiety. Not one particular thing. So it's not health anxiety, mm. it's not social anxiety. Yeah. I just pick up little triggers here, there and everywhere. Mm. So when Tom was away, my grill caught fire mm. and I was petrified yeah. after that. I don't get, I dealt with it, mm. and you know, albeit in a bit of a strange way. I grabbed mm. a bone dry tea towel pull the flaming grill tray out from under the grill, put Watch it on the it. put it on the side, oh, right, put okay. it down for a minute, put it on the side, next <laughs> to all the cardboard. I my hands, yeah. so I just put it down. Next to all the cardboard recycling, yeah. you know, because that's not flammable. <laughs> Opened the back door yeah. and then just launched it into yeah. the garden. I think that's the best. But, yeah, <laughs> and by the time I'd, like, stopped flapping, 
and got my wet tea towel ready to throw on the fire, it had pretty much gone out. Yeah. But I was all like pure Shook adrenaline, up. like, whoa. And I phoned my mum and my mum went, what's the matter? And I went, and I just like had like this little breakdown on the phone, and my mum was like, "Okay, right, calm, calm down. down." She was like, "What happened?" I was like, "The grill pan caught fire." She was like, "Right, okay." She was like, "Is the fire out? Is it still on fire? Mm. Like, do you need to go and sort okay, that out?" Okay, yeah. And I was like, "Whew!" I was like, "Why well, am I crying?" And she said, "That's your just your adrenaline." Mm. She's like, "Just calm down." And I was like, right, "Okay, whew. Anyway, then I was fine. And then the minute that Tom went away again. I was like, oh my God, that might just catch fire, you know? Mm. Like after the anxiety starts. So it all started with the dog. And since that point, I've just randomly been petrified of these weird and wonderful things. It always seems to be centred around fire though. Yeah. Doesn't it? Two of them are fire. Yeah. yeah. So one's the grill and one's um, the tumble dryer. I'm convinced the tumble dryer is going to catch fire. Yeah. Not that anything's yeah, but... happened with the tumble dryer. Yeah. But I think it was, I mean, a couple of years ago, it was just one of them things, wasn't it? You'd see them like 10 a penny tumble dryers catching fire. All on the news, wasn't it? Yeah. And I'm good with mine. I keep it clean. I always clear the lint out. I'm up, like after every load. Yeah. I'm, I'm on top of it. You make sure it's all hunky-dory. Yeah. But I think because it's in quite a tight space, my initial worry was, what if it does catch fire? How do I get it out? Because it's, uh, it's so, where yeah. the boiler is. So it's like in a little like cupboard is, so that I've yeah. got to get it out I've got to get it round the door I've got to Maybe get it out you should get like one of those household fire extinguishers I've got a fire blanket oh okay my stepdad bought me a fire oh, blanket oh well, there we go yeah so he's been there to rescue me twice now after the grill caught fire he sent me a fire blanket when I burnt my hand on that pan and I had to go to A&E he sent me a burn care package <laughs> of like burn gel and savon and stuff like that Aww. and he was like it's just so you've got it in the house yeah. just in case anything like that happens again well this is the thing and it always seems that like i've noticed like it always when when like like obviously in your case tom and jay if they're ever mm. away i feel like all that is is just so much more worse like it's you know the fears isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's how mine started when did when did yours when did you know like something's not right here? Yeah, so mine wasn't well. So yeah, I didn't. It wasn't a fact of that I didn't. It wasn't like a built up thing with me. Yeah, it was kind of like a. I was absolutely fine and normal mm. one day, and then the day after, I took a turn. Yeah. So yeah, so it wasn't kind of like a gradual thing with me. It was like a, I was good one day, the day after it all went downhill from there. Right. So basically I think it stems from obviously Jay being away for such a long time. Yeah. So it was always something I said to Jay before he went away. Mm. I was like, right, let's not talk about it until I have to talk about it. Yeah. So I kind of just, the way I explain it is I just kind of suppressed it all. Yeah, pushed it right down. Pushed it right down to the pits and I wanted to forget about it. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to speak about it until um, I really, really had to. So anyway, um, my parents come down to say kind of their goodbyes to him. Yeah. Before he went away. and um, And when they were here, we went out. To Salisbury to get um, the baby some pet fish. Oh yeah. 
and this is how innocent it is. Yeah. And this is, it, this is, it's so strange because we went to the pub. Yeah. We had some food. Yeah. We, I didn't have, like, a drink drink, but I had, mm-hmm. like, a drink as well, and it was all fine, and we were all happy and normal. And then we went to the pet shop, mm. and as we were pulling into the car park of the pet shop, yeah, I started getting these chest pains. Right. Um, and once the chest <clears throat> pains had gone, it had been followed by like a, a really light head, but dizzy, yeah. like a dizziness and things like that. Um. And then um. Yeah, and then basically, I went. I thought right. I just, Keep it as normal as possible. Yeah. Nothing's happened. I mean, I'd never experienced this before. But yeah. I was trying to kind of just forget about what what had happened because it did. I didn't like the way it made me feel. Yeah. But went into the pet shop, and um, and it all kind of went downhill. I started mm. like getting really really breathless. Right. Shortness of breath. Yeah. Um, I couldn't take a deep breath. I could. I just couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> like this. Yeah. And it was just awful and I thought maybe I just need a drink and yeah. sit down but I couldn't just sit have a minute I couldn't sit down because yeah. the adrenaline was just going yeah hell for leather and um so that's panic attack so I was having a panic attack yeah but at the time I didn't know that I was having a panic yeah. attack so all I knew was I'd had pains in my chest yeah and then I couldn't breathe yeah so it was like initial thought heart attack well yeah well this is the thing so uh, we could we got out of the pet shop as quick as we could. Yeah. And then we got into the car. Um and I got I just got worse from there. I just right. my breathing was getting more intense, more short. Yeah. Um to the point where Jay actually was trying because I I found comfort in him yeah. um talking to me. Yeah. Keeping me kind of with it. Yeah, in that so I didn't go off into yeah. some, you know what I mean? So um, I was saying to Jay as I was like trying to breathe into this bag, mm. I was like, I need you to just keep talking to me. Yeah. Just keep talking to me. Um, And I'm not going to lie, at this point I did feel like I was dying. Yeah. But, um, so Jay said to me like a couple of days later or whatever, he said the reason why I couldn't like keep talking to you as you wanted me to. Yeah. He said it's because I was trying to go over in my head how to do CPR. Yeah. He actually thought he was going to have to stop at the roadside and perform oh CPR on me. Yeah. Anyway, Jay oh, said to me... You only really think about how it affects you, don't you? You don't really think about, about the other side. Think. Imagine what was going through his head. Yeah. Just like, like you say, not knowing what it is. I we mean, it's it... frightening for you, but... Yeah. Like... Especially if you then can't communicate to people. What, like, what's happening? Yeah. But like, um, that was... So, sorry. As we were... Um, as we stopped in this like kind of pub lay-by... Yeah. To, to give the baby to my parents. Because yeah. Jay said, I'm taking you to straight to the hospital right now. Yeah. At this point, I was on the phone to an ambulance. Well, on hold, trying mm. to get through. Yeah. Um... I didn't manage to get through, but Jay took me straight to A and E, and um, because it's really horrible. Like I'll go through all the symptoms with you, mm. but like we were in this pub lay by, yeah, and obviously I couldn't breathe, yeah. But then it got to the point where my 
uh, all four of my limbs went stiff. Oh, right. So they, I literally, oh, it's all right. Um, all four of, like, both my arms, both my legs, like, stuck out right in front of me. They oh my God. Yeah, they went real, and I was sat in the car. Yeah. So my legs, like, stiffened up like this. Yeah. My arms as well. And I was, like, my mum came to my passenger door side and yeah. she was like, Demi, she's like, here's a bag, I need you to breathe. Mm. Listen to me, I need you to breathe now. Like, yeah. it's important that you start breathing. Yeah. And trying to take control. Mm. Anyway, as this was happening, my four fingers yeah. started sticking out like this. Oh and then both of my thumbs kind of started closing in like this. So they were looking like this. Oh my God. Yeah, it was really bad. So obviously I was thinking I was on the verge of dying. Like, on, seriously. Without trying to be, like, without offending you. That's what sounds like something out of The Exorcist. No, that's right. Yeah. That sounds frightening. Like, I didn't, I didn't have any control over my body. Um, I didn't have control of my hands, my limbs, my breathing my head nothing like something completely come over me and um so as i got to the oh yeah and then on the way to on the way to the hospital just as well i had this bag because i was actually sick as well so i spewed up all my lunch my anything that i drank that day it all came out yeah and then i i got this sense of relief after i'd been sick all right okay and my breathing started to calm down. Yeah. But at this point, I've, I'd got to the hospital. Because of my symptoms, mm. they triaged me straight away. Like, oh there was God. kids in front of me and everything. But because of my symptoms were so severe, yeah, they triaged me straight away. I went into the room and then they put me onto, like, the A&E ward thing. Yeah. And they actually, like, they did some quite in-depth... Um, scans and tests on me yeah like they did a chest scan a heart scan a head scan yeah and um, took bloods oh my god um they were doing my obs for for a while um and they tested me for everything going like they actually they said that my symptoms were that severe that they actually thought i was having some type of heart attack yeah um but as it was all my tests come back clear and I've actually, I'm actually quite healthy, like my heart's healthy, yeah. um, which is quite reassuring, you'd think. Yeah. But not even results from a specialised heart doctor can well, tell me yeah. that I'm okay. Yeah. But anyway, that's another story. But um, yeah, so I got all my results back, they were all clear, and then they just dis- discharged me. Yeah. Just like that. I suppose, because... That's what they do. Yeah. But the nurse that came and told me my results were clear, she was like, it sounds like you've had a panic attack. She was like, it's happened to me before. She said, and I was just sat on the sofa. Oh, she wow. said, and I had to come straight to A&E because I felt like I was having a heart attack. Yeah. She said, so it can happen to anybody. Mm. And it can just be something that comes out the blue, which it obviously did to mm. me. And I just couldn't believe how severe my symptoms were. Yeah. I was like, but why did my limbs start stiffening up? Yeah. Like, why did I feel like I was going to have a stroke and this, that, and like, it was just awful. Like, you just have all these thoughts going through your mind. Mm. Anyway, they discharged me. And from that day, 
I've never been the same. Wow. I've never been able to go back to what I was like before that yeah. happened. And I've just got anxiety over... Well, it's it's not over anything. Mm. It's just like, um, I don't feel safe. Yeah. Um, health anxiety is a really big thing for me. Like, any twinge yeah. that happens in my body, yeah. I'm thinking that it's something really quite severe. Yeah. And I'm almost thinking I need to phone the doctors to book an appointment every time something happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of where it started from for me. And, yeah, we're just well, kind of... I suppose you, because of, of, the, of the circumstances in which it happened, so just a run-of-the-mill day. Yeah. Just out buying some fish, and you then have this panic attack. I suppose there's got to be an element of your anxiety, like absolutely petrified that that's going to happen again. Yeah, hundred percent. And even though, like, ultimately, that's the worst that can happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's always the fear of the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. But when your body's doing things like that that you can't control mm. and you don't understand. And like you say, when you, especially if you get like a pain, when you get that pain in your chest, mm. you just automatically think something's happening yeah. in there yeah. for me to have this pain. Exactly. And there's no telling that the next time you have one, it just doesn't go that step further and just, you know, like, you up. yeah. Yeah. So I imagine like my, my anxiety attack wasn't actually that bad. I literally just shit my pants turned yeah. around and ran away. Yeah. I got a pain in my chest and I was I was crying. Yeah. And I was probably a bit out of breath because I don't you, run very ran. often. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I wasn't even running, I was just walking really really fast. Yeah. But I think like if that's it, if that's the worst that can happen for me, that's not that bad really, mm. especially when you like like you've just explained that panic attack. I mean, I would have been written off. I would have been completely yeah like and and i would be then in fear every day that that was then going to happen again i mean don't get me wrong it's been so tough mm. it's been i mean especially with jay being away mm. i have really had to deal with it on my own yeah um but do you know what without sounding really cringy mm. it has made me stronger yeah because i know i can do it yeah like don't i mean i don't trust society yeah at all (laughs) like i can't even like i'll take the dog out for a walk yeah but um honestly yesterday when i was on my walk yeah i was on the field yeah we were having a great time yeah okay it was a bit tricky because of the two of them out together but you know there was a there was a lad that came up the field on a motocross oh my god and i instantly thought he was checking us out to try and steal the dog off yeah um so i instantly turned around and brought him home yeah but it's not the first time like i was walking down the road and there was Mm. some bloke that was stood on the main road just on his phone yeah and i I found myself not being able to walk past him because i thought again he was going to rob my dog off me yeah so i just don't trust people yeah um I haven't been in the car for a while because obviously Jay's been away. But, um, like, even going in the car, like, he took me out when he was home for a couple of weeks. Mm. He took me out to show me, kind of, um, where we're going to be living next. Yeah. 
and um, I am, I ended up having an anxiety attack whilst, whilst I was in the oh, car. Oh, yeah, you said that. But I think it's because... Maybe you're relating back to your panic Exactly, attack. and I was in the car at the time. Yeah. So I think... I, that's one thing that I've got to work on but yeah. obviously with him not being here it's hard to do that yeah but everything else like I do feel like I'm kind of well I don't think I'm getting over it yeah. fully but it's easier because I've learned how to cope with it more yeah so I've got it all under control yeah and it, it is getting easier yeah um so yeah so that's kind of uh where it all started yeah but you know, that's there's nothing really more yeah. else than that. I just you have your daily struggles, don't you? Yeah. And you just learn every day because obviously every day is different. You just kind of learn how to cope with it. Yeah. Differently each that's, day. Like you say, I suppose with him not being here, it's sort of forced you into that exactly situation. It's um, just forced, yeah, forced me to have to deal with it on my own. Yeah. Because there's, like you say, there's. Mine sort of comes and goes, so sometimes I'm fine, yeah. sometimes I'll worry about random stuff, Yeah. and like these anxiety triggers, Yeah. Um, they're like, I don't know, it's a bit weird really because like, so one of them sort of like linked onto the other. So I was worried about the tumble dryer yeah. catching fire. Mm. And because of where my tumble dryer is, it's right underneath my boiler. And then that sort of progressed then into, well, if the tumble dryer catches fire, there's gas going into that boiler and it's yeah. going to explode. Yeah. Like, and the whole house is going to go up. Yeah. And it just sort of went from that to that. And then the tumble dryer one sort of eased um, because without even realising it, I... I sort of like. I thought, right, I'm good. I'm just gonna have to do it. If I put a wash, if I put a wash in the washing machine, this mm. is this is stupid. I'm yeah. being stupid. Yeah. I can use a tumble dryer. It's not gonna catch fire. Worst yeah. case scenario, I've got a fire blanket, mm. and I could just phone the fire brigade. Yeah. <laughs> but rational thinking doesn't come into it. It doesn't. No. At all. No. And you do go into that sense of panic. Yeah, and it's yeah. so frustrating yeah. because you're so frustrated at yourself. But then again, you feel a bit guilty because you're like, well, I can't help it. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing it on purpose, and it's such a minefield of emotions. Ugh. So I thought to myself, right, I'm going to put the washing machine on. Because yeah. once I've done the wash, I I've know for a fact <laughs> I've got to dry it. Yeah. It's raining, it's winter, can't put it out on the line. So, and I know for a fact I can't just leave it sitting in the washing machine. Yeah. Soaking wet. Because it'll yeah. stink. Yeah. So I did it. Obviously, with COVID and everything and lockdown, I'm self-employed. So I sort of lost quite a lot of my work. My main bulk of work that I had, yeah. I'd sort of lost that. Um, and because of the way it all worked out, I hadn't been self, self-employed self long enough for the government to help me. so i started in like 2019 september october and i had to have um a full tax return Mm. but i think it was 1819 year or 1920 and obviously the tax year starts in april so i wouldn't have had a full tax return so the government couldn't have done anything to help me anyway so i just sort of had to like grin and bear it and i looked at the money in my bank account and i thought i'm gonna be all right actually this is when we thought it was going to be like six months long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two years down the line, 
Well, that's um, it. I mean, don't we all wish it was six months? Ago? I know. And so I was, I think this is a big contribution to mine as well. I wasn't working. Mm. So I didn't really have a lot to do. Mm. I was too scared to walk the dog. Yeah. I didn't have any work to do. Mm. Um, and because my anxiety comes part and parcel with depression, yeah. I then also spent a lot of time on the couch watching shit TV. Yeah. Not interested in tidying the house. No. Especially when Tom's not there. I've physically got no reason to clean that house. No. Like, I'll because quite happily only you live. Yeah. Is seeing it. Yeah. I'll quite happily live for a pig, like a pig for a yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but, the, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll get to a certain point and I'm like, right, come on now. Come on. Just, Let's get yourself sorted. Yeah, come on. Sort ourselves out. Um, but, so the tumble dry thing, I thought, right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to put the wash on, see yeah. what happens. And by the time the wash had finished, I put it in the tumble dryer and I made some lunch. Yeah. And as I made my lunch, I got a phone call yeah. from the people I've been working for before all COVID happened. And they said, oh, we've got some work that we need you to do. Yeah. And I went, oh, okay, Thank great. Yeah. I was like, okay, send me an email. Do, you know, do whatever, just send it over. And um, she sent me an email. I was eating my lunch and I was like, I was ready for it. And I got right into it did what I was doing, blah, 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 arsing around on my laptop. And I was like, right, I'll go make a brew. I'll take my, my bowl out from my lunch. And I walked into the kitchen and I was like, it's not quiet. I was like, oh my God, the tumble dryer's gone off. And I looked at the tumble dryer and it had finished. And I was like, oh, oh my God, did it go on fire? And I think that's why, that when I took the dog for a walk with Tom, mm-hmm. that's what I was expecting. Oh. That sort of like, oh my god well done me yeah you know and i didn't get that but i did with the tumble dryer so that then went away and i was fine using the tumble dryer willy-nilly yeah. and then all of a sudden it just slowly started creeping back, creeping back. yeah and then it that's then when the, the boiler then came into effect and then i switched from being worried about the tumble dryer then i was only concerned about the boiler mm-hmm. and i was like right well we must have a gas leak yeah we must have why can you smell gas no i'm just convinced yeah in my brain yeah i'm gonna have gas like this house is gonna explode yeah it's i'm gonna light something in this house like a candle or something like that and the whole house is just gonna go yeah because it's gonna be filling with gas and i've had no idea um about it and yeah that's just what we're gonna do that's what's gonna happen yeah yeah um so mine sort of like Mine sort of like dipping from one to another. Mm. Sometimes they're not there at all. Sometimes they then come back with a vengeance. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like a little one-off thing, like today. Talking about, about the thing, leaving yeah. my straightness on. I mean, because, you know, I'm obviously that concerned that I've, you know, messaged the dog walker and said, did you notice my house on fire when you dropped <laughs> the dog off? Yeah. Or, you know, I haven't even thought about it till then. Do you know what? I think we forget there's people around us, isn't it? That, yeah. That... You sort of think you're doing it on your own. Yeah, yeah, you do. I think, well, I suppose because I'm so used to thinking of them as, like, irrational fears, Mm. I think, like, it's only me who thinks like that. But people would phone me and say to me, your house is on fire, FYI. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Whereas I sort of think, no, it's just me. Mm. It's, It's only me who's concerned about it, so it would only be me that would then worry about it, but... A house fire is pretty concerning for everyone involved. Uh, yeah, like your neighbours. Yeah. Who you're attached to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they might be concerned. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, oh. it's 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 weird for me because yeah. as much as I'd really love it to just be one thing that I could deal with, mm. it's sort of like all these different things, and I never know what's going to bother me from one day to the next. Mm. And I think that's the worst bit about it. Yeah. Because it's so unexpected yeah. when it happens. And I sort of wake up with this thing of like, what am I going to worry about today? And I feel like you're on eggshells yeah. the whole day because you, you're almost waiting for it to yeah. happen. And that's never a nice feeling. Um, like, you just you just want to start your day and just, just feel yeah, normal. Get on with it. Get on with it. And not worry about random stuff. No, that's true. Do you know what's weird as well that I've noticed? Um, the past three times that we've been out and done a weekly shot, mm. I've felt sick. Really? Well, that'll be nerves as well, like worry, isn't it? So ages ago, we were in Aldi mm. and I was walking down the aisle and Tom was next to me and I sort of got this feeling in my stomach and I was like, oh, that was a weird feeling. Yeah. And then I got that feeling in the back of my throat and I was like, am I going to be sick? Mm. And I was like, oh Like that God. lump. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, right, I need to move. And I just said to Tom, I was like, I'll be back in a minute. And just run off. Yeah. And he was just stood there with the trolley, like, looking at me. I could mm. see him just, like, watching me run off through the store. Yeah. And I messaged him, and there was no... the um, There's no there's not much signal in there. Mm. Um, and I just went and stood outside and had a minute. And I was like, right, okay. Are you... This is you... weird. Started smoking my e-cig. Yeah. And I was like, right, just have a minute. Got my phone out, looked at my phone, because then I'm stood outside Aldi looking like a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> and I'm like, right, everyone's looking at me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll just pretend I'm waiting for someone. And so I was looking at my phone, and I just thought, right, okay, that was weird. Mm. But I feel a bit all right now. Did you feel okay straight after? Yeah, so then I went back in, and I, I said, I was, I'm really sorry about that. I just have no yeah, idea what just came a... over me. Joe, you know, it's, it's so strange, because it's... Shortly after I had that episode, mm. me and Jay went into Lidl. Yeah. Because at this point, at this yeah, at this point, I was off work with stress. Mm. So, for all I know, this could have started four weeks prior. Yeah. Because I had to take four weeks off work due to stress. Yeah. Um, so it could have been a num a number of things. But the, I think the reason why I had the panic attack was because of the built-up, yeah, um, like anxieties, yeah, over Jay. Like I say, I always say Jay leaving us. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, because he's not leaving us. He's going to do his job. Yeah, but I think when I'm in that state of mind where I am feeling anxious and mm. I'm feeling a bit scared, or I am like. He's left us. Yeah. He's left us out to dry. Yeah. But I know for a fact that isn't how it is. You know, yeah. he's got to do what he's got to do for his job. Anyway, I think it all stemmed from that. But we was in Lidl. We we don't we'd never been in there before, so yeah. I don't know whether it was because it was unfamiliar. Yeah. But it was shortly after I had a little to do. So I wasn't fully a recovered. To do. Yeah, I like that. Little to, a little to do. Little to do. <laughs> so I wasn't. I don't think I was fully recovered from it. Mm. But I was the same. I went in there, and I managed to get round the shop. Yeah, but we were, we were like ninety percent of the way round. Yeah, 
Well, I was halfway through the shop and all I started thinking about is get me out of here. Yeah. And I start, the fear started creeping yeah. in. But what over, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what I was scared of. I don't know. There was nothing in there that triggered me. It wasn't busy. Yeah. And we got to the till. We paid. We walked out and I just broke down into tears. Mm. And I said to Jay, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong, but I'm getting this fear that's coming over me that I just want to be in the car yeah I want to be at home I don't I'm just I just feel I so just don't scared want to be here. yeah yeah and anyway he you know we did what we needed to do I had a bottle of water with me I calmed down we got home yeah but after I it, that's one thing I forgot to mention before after I had my um panic attack not the not the day after, but the day after that, I couldn't get out of bed for two days. Really? I couldn't get out. And I came down with, like, a bug. Not a bug, but, like, a cold flu type thing. Yeah. But it was because my body had worked that hard yeah. that I'd actually physically exhausted myself completely. Yeah. I'd burnt myself out. Yeah. So I couldn't get out of bed for two days. Poor Jay, he had to do everything. Yeah. He had to feed me. He had to, you know, sort the baby out. Um, I mean, he does that anyway. But, like, he was on his own. Yeah. And um, because I physically couldn't get out of bed. But it was the same. So that day that we got back from Lidl. Yeah. The first thing I said to Jay was, I feel like I need to lie down. Yeah. So he said, yeah, don't worry. I'll, you go and do what you need to do. I'll put all the shopping away, blah, blah, blah. It's like, brilliant. So I came in and I slept for the rest of the day. Wow. And I just, I think maybe, you know, I didn't give myself chance to recover from what yeah. I'd gone through. So I was just adding just to like it. Like carrying on with life. Adding, yeah, kept trying to just be normal. Yeah. But it actually, I needed to give myself a minute. Yeah. But yeah, and like from, from there, I've... Um, I've been okay in supermarkets. To yeah, be fair. I have been. I've been all right, but um, yeah, it's just like little things. Like the other day, I was just sat on the sofa and wasn't doing a lot. I actually can't even remember what I was thinking about. But a lot of things with me is very is subconscious. Yeah. So it's not something that I'll be thinking about necessarily because I couldn't tell you what I'm thinking about at the time of having a bit of a yeah. or just felt dizzy or my heart starts palpitating. I couldn't tell you why. Yeah. But it just happens. It just happens. I obviously went straight to the doctors. They mm. they they know what happened because they've had a look at my notes and blah, blah, blah. And they they straight away put it down to anxiety and then di- diagnosed me with anxiety then. Right. And stress. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, like, suffer from the depression side. Mm. But, um, but the stress side... I do. Yeah. Like, it's, like, little things, like, um, noise, loud noises. Yeah. Is a massive trigger to me. Like, yeah, like, if I have loud noises, straight away, I'm irritated by it, and I just feel, like, shouting out, like, shut up. Yeah. It's all, like, it's really bad. Like, next door, (laughs) won't stop banging. Like, they're, obviously, they've, they've moved in about a month ago, but I'm, like, Surely by now you would have built all your furniture, you would have moved in. Like, you put on the timeline for them. Yeah, like... Right, I'm going to explain these noises. 
I need to know what they are. <laughs> I, are you going to stop banging now? You should put a little note through the door. Yeah, maybe. And be like, I've got anxiety, you know. Well, off with your loud noises. this is the thing, like, it's, I'm not anxious about the noise. In fact, if anything, I'm comforted by the fact that someone's there. Yeah. But the noise is it's hitting like irritation. my... Yeah, it's hitting me in like right on places that yeah. I don't wish to be hit. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange way to put that. I know. But, but yeah, what you mean. they're just like... Like loud noises are just really quite irritating to me. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. And then after they diagnose you with anxiety and stress, and at this point I'm like absolutely not. I I'm not I'm not anxious. I'm not anxious. And one's like, no. don't. I'm not. I'm not having it. I want you to blood. I want you to take blood tests, please. Holy cow. Yeah. I'm like I want you to test me for this, 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 and this, and this. Yeah. Okay, Mrs. Cottrell, just to rule it out, we'll do it. So, cut a long story short, three times I've been back to the doctors requesting blood tests yeah. for this, that and the other that I've pulled up on NHS website, Yeah. relating all my symptoms to. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not having that. I've got anxiety. I need you to tell me that I've got something medically wrong with me. So that I can fix it. So I can be medicated and yeah. all my symptoms disappear. So basically, I think I was making my anxiety worse because I was suppressing it. Yeah. Again, I just wanted to forget about it. I want to move on with my life. Yeah. So I was like telling the doctors, you know, this that, and the other. And, you know, fair dues to them. They were testing me, and each time my results come back clear. Yeah. So it was only a couple of weeks ago that I um, that I got them to test me for like thyroid and hormonal changes and yeah things like that. Um, so I just wouldn't accept it. But now that I found, now that I've actually accepted the fact that I'm struggling with a bit of anxiety. Well, I say a bit. I'm struggling with anxiety. Yeah. Um, it's actually helped me get better. Yeah. Because I think I was just trying to like cover it up so much yeah. to the fact that I was like, the doctors must have thought, will this girl just piss off? Give it a rest. Go yeah. away. <laughs> go and tell, go and phone I up yeah like i've told you to yeah accept the fact that you've got anxiety and try and move on yeah um but yeah no obviously i wasn't having it at the time but like i said to you since i've accepted the fact i've actually started yeah. to get better and like i've put into practice those those techniques that they've told me to start using like the breathing and the meditation and things like that um, and obviously I took it upon myself to do my own research of how to like deal with my type of anxiety. Yeah. And things are working and we're getting there. We are getting there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all good for me. Plus, mm. taking the herbal things are really helping. Yeah. Which is, which is a big thing for me as I was so adamant that I wouldn't be medicated for yeah. it. Because I'm still, maybe I'm still in the mindset that when Jay returns, yeah, this will all be a thing of the past. Yeah, but I mean, we'll have to see. I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's something that I have to live with long term, then that's something we'll just cross. You know, when we come to it. Yeah. I think I've sort of come to that realization that it's just there, and I'm just going to have to crack on with it. Yeah. And just see what happens. 
when I actually think about it properly, so like one of my triggers was um, burglars. And yeah. I was convinced someone was going to break into my house. But that started long before we moved in here. Just worried about somebody breaking in. Yeah. So before we moved down here, I lived by myself. I had this whole routine of a night time. I had a mirror that I used to prop up against one of the doors and mm. wedge it against the door frame yeah. so people couldn't get in. And I'd go around checking all the doors were locked and everything. And then I'd sleep with a hammer next to the bed. I don't know why, because it was a really old hammer and the top used to come off. So even if I did try and hit anyone with it, it'd probably just fall off and hit myself on the toe. Yeah. But it was just that thing I had to sleep with my hammer. It obviously just made you feel that little bit more safe, wasn't it? Yeah. And then when we moved down here, that disappeared and I was fine. But I think it's sort of, like you say, it's it does sort of teeter on the edge. But because you don't really know what you're looking for, you would have never known. So I, like, I've obviously got really bad skin from mine. But this actually started before I even got married. Mm-mm. And my... So my nan's from Liverpool. And there's one thing that you can count on a Scouse nan doing. And that's telling you when someone's shit. Your hair's shit. You put weight on. Your face is a mess. <laughs> she will come right out and tell you. And while I was living on my own, my nan lived around the corner, so I used to go to my nan's once a week yeah. to go over and have my tea Aww. and sleep over. Because um, she was worried about me. Yeah. On my own. Aww. And That's what nans are for, though. Yeah. Every time I'd go to my nan's house every Wednesday, she'd go, oh, Rachel, stay to your face. And I go, they're just spots, nan. And she goes, it's a rash. Mm. And I went, well, they're just like little spots. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm dealing with it. And then the next week it'd be like, have you been to the doctors about that rash? And I'm like, it's not a rash. They're just spots. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why they still haven't gone away. I was like, but chill. Then the following week, have you been to the doctors about that rash? I was like, nan. She went, you better get rid of it before the wedding because the pictures are going to look a show. (laughs) And I was like, right, okay. (laughs) So I went to the doctors and I was like, doc, I've got a rash on my face. It won't go away. To be honest, I'm not that concerned about it because I can just put makeup on it. But my nan's given me PR grief. Yeah. So... Let's get it fixed. Yeah. And she said, what's going on in life at the minute? And I went, uh, I don't know, working? Yeah. Uh, get married? Yeah. Uh, I live two doors down. I yeah. live by myself. And she was like, right. She's like, so you planning a wedding? And I was like, well, yeah. I was like, but that's my job. I work in the, in the weddings. Yeah. Thing. I work in the events industry at the moment. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm all right with that. And she was like, yeah, but... She said, you might not realise it, Rachel, she said, but that's actually quite a stressful time. Yeah. You've got quite a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but it's fine. And I was like, no, it's, no, that's like, you know, it's fine. You're, you're all good. And she was like, but what you're not realising it is that, like, your mind is constantly thinking about stuff and yeah. doing stuff. She said, so what, what, is, what that rash is is actually acne rosacea. Mm. And she said, and it's brought on by stress. Mm. And I went... But I don't feel stressed. And she was like, you might not feel stressed. I said, but she said, mentally, you're running around, you're working full time, you're, you know, living by yourself. So, you know, you've got to cook your tea and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. She said, and then you're planning a wedding on top of all that. Yeah. She said, without even realising it, you're stressed. Yeah. Um. So, like, without even realising it, I was stressing myself out. Yeah. Um. She said, so, unfortunately, you've got it for life. Yeah. Once you've got it, you've got it. Um, 
you get it from stress or being an alcoholic. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well. that's a tough call. <laughs> I was like, I do drink quite a lot. Um, but it's I've got it now. I'm stuck yeah. with it. And now that I think about it, that was all happening at the same time that I had this irrational burglar fear. Okay. And then when I had a big lifestyle change, yeah, that all sort of like disappeared. Obviously, the acne rosacea is still there. Yeah. Um, but the burglar fear and all that just you know disappeared. Um, so I don't know if this has like been brewing for a long time. Okay. And obviously, another rapid change is having Tom here for, like, God knows how long, every day, sitting next to me on the couch, yeah. looking at me like, what are we going to do in lockdown today? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just disappeared. Ghost. yeah. And, like, I like you say, we understand it. It's the nature of the job. Unfortunately for us, it's just something that we've got to deal with. Yeah. But I think for me, you know, and I'm not going to say, because I've said this before and Tom went, so it's all my fault. Yeah. And I was like, no. I was like, no, 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 no. no. I said it. It's nobody's fault. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. Mm. I said, but I think it's just the way that it happened. The yeah. way that it was so much all day, every day, right there next to me. Yeah. Physically weren't allowed to leave the house. Yeah. Like, and then it just went from that to nothing at all. Mm. And I was just there on my own. The dog was being a knob. Mm. You know, I was just like... I think that was like another massive change and I don't know if that's what's then kick-started it back off. Yeah. Or, I mean, that could have just been like a, you know, I just had an irrational fear of burglars and I was actually just a bit stressed about planning a wedding Mm. and maybe it's a coincidence, but then I think, well, it's weird that the burglar fears come back because I'm obviously not going to give like too too many details out, but the nature of where we live, yeah, burglars are not something I need to worry about. No, it's not. No. And the GP actually said that to me. Yeah. She said, "You do know, no one's going to break into your house, don't you?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yes, thank you, medical professional. I know that, but my anxiety does not." Yeah. So you know, not Try much telling. we can do about that, really. <laughs> Try telling my brain that. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, I know. Like, I hate it when people do that, and they go, yeah, but you know, that that's not going to happen, or you know, you don't need to worry about that. Yes, yes, I do know that, but I cannot yeah. help it. I know. My brain is not wired that way. Well, this is it, and like, it gets to a point where you do feel a bit stupid. Yeah. But like, everybody's everybody's is different even yeah. when it even when it comes to anxiety people's kind of what's the word tolerances are different yeah. aren't they did you so after you had your panic attack yeah and you were then in hospital yeah and they came back and they were like you're fine blah 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 did you feel like after that <laughs> did you feel like a bit of relief um no, like, did you feel like a... Not like a guilt, but did you feel like, oh, my God, I'm being so stupid? Well, like, I did... Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I did turn around to the the um, the nurse doctor yeah. at the time, and I said, oh, I feel so silly. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've really wasted your time. Like, I've made the trip into hospital yeah. for yeah. a chest pain. Um, And she was like, well, well it's not just that, yeah. though, is it? And you don't know what it is. Um, she said, yeah, she said, you didn't know what it was at the time. You've never experienced it before. Yeah. She said, and even us as healthcare professionals 
thought you were having some type of cardiac well, yeah. arrest. Yeah. Um. So she said, I'm glad you've come in. And she said, and even if you have <laughs> these symptoms again, that they're that severe that <laughs> you get the thought that you're feeling like you're dying. Yeah. Um. Then you do need to come into hospital because yeah. it could be something well, yeah. more severe. So, but... That didn't help situations because when she turned around and said, "Well, you must come back to the doc. You must come back to the hospital if you experience these again." Yeah. Because every time that I had like a bit of chest pain, yeah, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I've got to phone an ambulance." Because at this point, Jay was away now. Jay was away at this point, so I was thinking. So there was one morning I remember it clearly. It was a Sunday. Yeah. And I was starting to feel a bit on edge, yeah. panicky. I don't know what over, but I started to feel a bit panicky and I wasn't in a good good way at all. I had her mm. and one thing that kept going through my mind was if anything happens to me, Gracie's on her own. How am I how am I meant to how am I meant to be a good mum? Yeah. When I can't even function day to day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was really tough. I think that's that's like the the thing isn't it about anxiety because then you start thinking what do i do where if this happens yeah that's the i think that's the worst bit about it is it's all hypothetical yeah if i get a pain in my chest where do i go what do i do with gracie what do i do with this like i always feel like i've got to have like i was saying to you the other day i have got escape routes and strategies and strategies yeah Mm -hmm. for almost every event that could possibly happen in my life because I want to be prepared. Yeah. I want, you know, if I was to go down the nick and I'm going into the hospital. Yeah. I want to know where she is. Yeah. Who she's with. Yeah. If she's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and the dog comes into it as well. Yeah. You know, he's like my first child. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I've got to have. I've just got to know everything's okay. But it got to a point that morning, that Sunday morning, where I actually rang a ambulance. Because I panicked that much mm. that I was, you know, in a I, yeah. I was in a bad way. So the ambulance come, and they obviously thinking back now they obviously knew that I yeah. was anxious and yeah. I was having an anxiety attack because all I did for an hour and forty five minutes was sat where you are and mm. said I haven't got anxiety I haven't got why do they keep fobbing me off with anxiety I've not got it I've not got it and I wouldn't shut up about yeah. it. And the and the paramedic turned around to me and said, "Okay, you know, kind of went through the rigmarole of yeah. is there anything happening in your life? Yeah. And I was like, no. I was like, my husband's away. I said, but what's that? Like yeah. he's been away before. Like I'm well used to it by that. My yeah. daddy was in the army growing up. I am fine. Yeah. And like I just that's how I was getting over it. Yeah. I was telling people I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. But actually, I wasn't." And do you know what? I think there is a little part of us that sort of, sort of thinks that we have to be okay with it. Yeah. Because we knew exactly what this life was about yeah. when we married into it. Yeah. We knew that this was going to be an element of it, and like you say, it's something that we've encountered before. It's not, you know. I think last time when we talked about it, you said, "Yeah, we've done it before, but we were never." this far away from our families and yeah, we exactly. you know we had a good friend base and we had a good social circle and things like that um so i think it's yeah. just it's one of those things 
where it's all these different things combined. It's it's the environment we've put ourselves in, and we're sort of we've only really got ourselves to blame. Yeah, type of thing. I think. Do you know what? One thing I have learnt now is if something is bothering me, or if I'm having such a you know if I'm yeah. like, if I'm having a good if I'm having a bad time. Is that not to just keep saying I'm okay, I'm yeah. okay, I'm okay? Because I, in fact, it actually makes me worse. Yeah, it does. So, like talking about it, like I've said to you last week, I need to talk about it. It's in, cathartic, isn't it? I to need to get it out. Get it out and get it out in the open. And like you say, like like some people don't understand, which yeah. makes it a bit difficult. But if as long as you sit there and you just listen with your ears, you could just. <laughs> Be sat on your phone, you know, not even looking at me. <laughs> I love to listen with your ears. But it's that listen with your ears, people. That's my mum coming out of me. Listen with your ears, people. Not your eyes. With your, your ears. ears. Yeah. But no, I think as long as I can just vocalise how I'm feeling. Yeah. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel better. And yeah. sometimes I think I'm boring you. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I'm a burden on you. Yeah. But I'm sorry. You choose to sit there. Yeah. You choose to listen. Yeah. If you don't want to listen to me, fair enough. Please get up and leave. Please exit the room. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that I think that just that just sums it up completely. Like that's the best way yeah. for me to be like get out I and think, walk. I think this is gonna be good for me as well because I find that because I'm not doing that much, I'm not going out, I'm not socialising as much as I used to and I'm not sort of you know encountering people as much as I used to I mean I've worked in pretty much most of my adult life I've worked in a customer facing role yeah so I've constantly been in front of people and I sort of come you know I've come down here I'm away from all my friends and family and then obviously lockdown we couldn't socialise anyway no. I find now you know when I start talking to people I will not shut up man yeah <laughs> and I'm like oh my god like- and like, oh, it just so, all comes yeah. out. When I went and had my jab, I told every single person in that... But I had anxiety. The one at the front, the one on the desk, the one giving them out, the one making sure I was all right, I told every single one of them, I had anxiety. There was a guy in front of me in the queue and he just wanted his life to be over because he was just sick to the back teeth of me going, oh, I've got anxiety and I'm really freaking out about it. Um, so... I think it's going to be good for me just to stop me like talking to random people on the street well, because yeah, I feel like I need to sort of explain myself because I know I'm not myself. Yeah, I sort of feel like I need to explain all my weird behaviour. I mean, I feel sorry for the Asda delivery driver, honestly, because the Hermes man and the Hermes man, <laughs> yeah, because they come to the door and I'm like, yeah, it's a good day today, <laughs> and they're like. Yeah, I'm just about finishing to be honest. Yeah, like, oh, oh yeah, have you yeah. had a busy day? Have you been? You know, have you done many drops today? Like, wow. kind of... And they're like, they must be like... And then I st- like, the other night, he goes to me. Oh, Gracie comes to the door. She's in a dressing gown and wellies. I said, oh, I said, I don't know if you've got kids. I said, but as soon as I gave her a wellie, she won't take them off. And yeah. like, I just started going on and yeah. on. And he must have thought... I do that. I just can't. Yeah. And then when it's time for them to, like, kind of leave, I'm like... Have a good night, won't yeah. you? Like, you know, enjoy your weekend. Yeah. See you soon. Oh, well, hopefully this podcast is going to help us stop assaulting random people. <laughs> verbally. I know. And just, like, filling them with all our spam that yeah, they don't I need. I know. But it's right. When you haven't seen someone, in, like, a person yeah. in so long, you're just like, bleh. 
Yeah, I need to get all this out. Just talk to me. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, we're not 100% sure what we're going to talk about next week. No, that's true. So. I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find something. Yeah. Where we're going to need to discuss it. Yeah, definitely. And obviously we've got the, we've got our Instagram page. With oh, all yeah. our followers. So we'll be posting stuff on there. Maybe people can give us some feedback. Feedback. Topics, yeah. things that we can talk things about. Things that you wanna uh you wanna hear like yeah, things yeah. that you wanna hear us talk about. Yeah. If basically. there is anything. Yeah, if we haven't bored you enough. If you are affected uh by the things that we've talked about today, if you're thinking that this might be something that's happening in your life, you're not hundred percent sure. If you go over to our social media pages, Instagram and Facebook, uh, you, me and our anxiety, you'll find a load of helplines and things on there um, for you to get in touch with people if you feel like you need to speak to someone. If not... If you want to keep it on mutual grounds, our inbox is always open. Yeah, we're always ready to listen to people. Uh, Speak to a friend, speak to someone from your family or speak speak to a professional. Go TGP, ring anonymously. A lot of the helplines on there. There's loads of different options for you on there. Some are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, yeah, get in touch with somebody. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. It would be really good to hear your feedback. And, um, yeah, see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.